Welcome to the Barack Obama Proof World's Greatest Podcast. Hey, for Nation. I'm your host. Cooling on the playground, you know? AKA Kellen Conlon. And it is a beautiful night here in Morgantown. It's a little cool. Morgantown Weather Report, it's like eh, 50 something. A little breezy. I'm in the backyard tonight. Angels doing stuff for the kids. And I just want to get out to get some fresh air, you know? Uh, after questions. I mean, the questions took forever. Um, hopefully, y'all enjoyed that. That was way longer than the first question episode. So, shout out to everybody who helped me out with that. That was much appreciated. Very awesome. Yeah, um, just want to get out of the house. I don't know if it's supposed to rain tomorrow, but I can tell you it's supposed to be like 87 here in Morgantown. So for all of y'all listening to this, waiting for your Morgantown weather report, boom goes the dynamite. There you go. As always, Hyphenation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people. I want to give a special welcome to our newest show, on the network, Monster and the Man. That show is done by Browns and Our Blood's very own Eric Jordan and Bobby Stamps. Now, if you don't know who Bobby Stamps is, best I can tell you, Bobby's been my friend for a long time, but Bobby used to manage Bubba Sparks back in the day. And he actually, him and Bubba actually tried to bring uh, my friend 66240 Lionel Jordan. Um, into their New South imprint at Purple Label, which was Big Boy's imprint, um, way back in the day, back in the, um, I can't even think of what the song's called, like, I be on the, I be on the, and the, and the, and the, and the, and that's terrible, because that song went, man, time and time again, I turn around and try to tell these hoes, that one, um, yeah, like, uh, they, they linked up, like, right before the Miss Booty, Miss Newberry, Miss, Miss New Booty era, uh, they were working together for a long time. Um, and eventually, Bubba and uh, Bobby eventually went their own ways. Bobby has a growing kid, as he says on the first episode. He wanted to be there for his son, spend more time with his family. I'm not sure what Bubba's doing now, but, you know, they've been friends for a while, Eric and Bobby. So they've come together to create this podcast. It is a sports and music podcast. And I have the first episode ready, but GoDaddy fucking hates me. So that episode's not up yet. It is on E's YouTube channel. If you go to Monster Lung Sound Vision, you can watch it there. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to post it tonight. I'll, I'll probably post it in the morning, get that ball rolling and everything. And I got to do, start feeding it out there. Because the only place it's available right now is on Anchor. Uh, I believe it's Anchor. FM slash, I would assume it's monster dash and dash the man dash podcast. So it's there, it's available if you want to go check it out. It's also on YouTube. But I want to welcome them to the fold. Um, hopefully, expecting big things from those two because I, I watched the first episode, listened to it, and the chemistry is off the charts. They, they got a lot of good things going for them right now. So I'm really excited about that pod and also shout out to all of our other pods on the group mainly lemon on the edge mainly catch the show mainly 
it's like a podcast or whatever, mainly Victory Jump Off Radio, shout out to myself, which I haven't had a podcast in a while, mainly a podcast called Fresh, and mainly I Black Man Podcast, and I cannot forget Browns in Our Blood itself, man, so shout out to all the shows, um, hyphenpodcastgroup.com. Now, also sponsored by the marcrob.wordpress.com. Mark Rob, written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show and Mad Love Robinson. Tons of great material up there. He's got something he's going to say about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones wrapped up. I still haven't watched anything other than the first episode. But with that said, you know, Marcus always brings the heat. He has plenty of other heat that you can check out, too. Um, Game of Thrones-related content, Marvel content, sports content. I even have a piece on there that I wrote about when... uh. We expected the Redskins and the, the Washington Football Club and uh, the Raiders to have a decent season a few years ago after they both were coming off. Sim- like the Raiders had that good run until Derek Carr got hurt and the Redskins were competitive. And we were expecting this marquee matchup to happen in like week four that would kind of see what would happen the rest of the season. And then both of our teams were trash us away. So I'm, I'm even on there. And I was on his uh, Omari article too. The name that shall not be mentioned. I was on there as well about him and what he was doing this time last year. God, it's been a year already. It's crazy. Happy birthday to Biggie, by the way. Shout out to Biggie Smalls. I don't know. Well, let's see. Let's see if I can do math. He was 25 when he passed away in 97. So, 07, he would have been 35. 17, he would have been 45. So, this would have been Biggie's 47th birthday today so shout out to notorious big um if you listen to episode 38 i believe i ranked biggie number two i think or did i go Pac? i know jay was one Nas might have been second but biggie was definitely top four i think he beat out Pac because normally i have biggie over Pac. sorry not sorry also unofficially brought to you by radio public um, my favorite podcasting app. Um, if you are on Android, it makes it hella easy to listen to your favorite shows. While the convenient um, thing that it used to do, where if you had an iTunes link to, to Apple Podcasts, if you click that link on your Android, it would pull it up. Now, it only does that if it's an old link that literally says iTunes, and then it'll normally pull it up in, if you're using a Samsung internet browser. It doesn't do it in Chrome, which I use. So I'm hoping they fix that. Like I said, Apple Podcasts changed their URLs. You can now access um, the shows directly through your browser. You can even listen to them. They don't say your place or anything, but you can listen to Apple Podcasts on your um, Android phone with your browser. But regardless of that, if you do still have an iTunes link, even if it's not coming up, you can paste that in the radio public, and it will bring up the show for you. You can listen to it. Easy peasy. And even for my iOS people, if you're sick of the podcast app, which apparently some of you are. Shout out to Secret Life of Weddings for putting me onto that. Uh, you can check out Radio Public, man. I've been very satisfied. You can you can make a queue. You can download shows. You can uh, follow your favorite shows. It gives you suggestions. Um, it's it's very cool. There's stuff on there that I don't even I haven't even explored yet that it offers. So shout out to Radio Public. Now I say all that to say this. Welcome to the 99th episode of Hyphen Nation. Yeah. 
<laughs> we are one away, ladies and gentlemen, from the big one zero zero where I will end the show. Psych nah, psych nah, psych nah. Just playing. Shout out to Blau. He used to say that. I think I mentioned that last podcast. And I said psych nah. Back in my Potomac State days. Yeah. We, we are an episode away. I... You know, like, what does one do for their 100th episode, especially when they're late getting there? Because, again, there's 52 weeks in a year. If I was releasing weekly from the time I launched in January of 16, I would have hit 100 sometime last year. And here we are, 2019, and we're just now getting to it. Um, as I always say, life comes at you fast. I got fired in May of 17. Um, happy two-year anniversary of that passed earlier this month. Um, so that held up the podcast. There's been stops and starts. There's There was a move early on. There's ton of laziness on my part. Like I said, when uh, Jason asked me what I was currently obsessed with on the questions episode, I've been watching a ton of Rad Brad playing Days Gone. I am so locked into this game. It's like a freaking movie to me. I... Well, yeah, Brad is still talking at parts and playing the game. I'm, I'm watching it like it's a freaking 70-part movie. I think I just hit part 71 of this series, and I think it goes up to the 80s. I'm like a few episodes away from the finale, man. And that took up a lot of my time last week because episode 100 should have been last week. So what, what can y'all expect from the world's greatest podcast? Um... This episode is also sponsored by Sparkling Ice. Um, I believe we got ourselves some black raspberry. Very good. What can y'all expect, man? Um, I'm calling it the Centennial Hyphenation Awards. And if I was really cool and not super lazy, I would put an echo on that. I'm going to forget, though. So what we do is Podcast 101, we're going to put a note right here that says at 1020, make sure you put an echo on that line, done, 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 easy. <laughs> this is how the magic happens, this is why I made it 99 episodes. I wouldn't be here without Google Docs. I 100% would not be here without Google Docs, fam. Google Docs has meant... So much to me in a time that I did not expect it to. So, I mean, here we are. I, I've been rocking with the Google Doc for a while. Used to just wing the early episodes. Um, but then once I got the Google Doc, man, it, it, it kept me focused. There were times when I would have a bunch of topics and like, oh, I got all these topics to talk about. And I would lollygag and I would not record. And then, you know... Life comes at you fast, and then you sit down and you're like, oh, well, this topic's like two months old. Kind of like I did on some of the April episodes when, you know, oh, I had this topic since January or March, whatever it was. So, so these things happen. <laughs> but shout out to the Google Docs, man. Google Docs has made life hella easier. So what, what I plan the Centennial Hyphen Nation Awards to be it's a celebration of a whole bunch of shit. It's probably just going to be me on there. Truth be told, I know Lamory pretends I'm in the Kroger parking lot still. 
truth be told, I would love to make the time to actually go over to the Kroger parking lot where it all began and record. You know how dope it, man. Oh, I miss my Stratus. I wish I had a shot of me, like a shot of me sitting on the hood of the Stratus in the Kroger parking lot. That would be hard as fuck for episode 100. I might have to get the wife to take the side trip. Like, y'all, can you just get a shot of me in the Kroger parking lot one time <laughs> for episode 100? And <laughs> be like, yo, you about to drop the hardest mixtape ever. Now I just dropped an episode 100 of his podcast. So it, it's going to be a celebration of a whole bunch of things, man. Going to be some hot takes. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be talking about different things and celebrating different things. And honestly, I haven't written one word down. <laughs> so I'm going to have to sit down and do that at some point. But I hope it's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know. I, w- I was thinking about maybe having some some special shout-outs to uh, reach out to my podcast friends, some of the Haytham Nation brethren, Haytham Podcast Group brethren. Be like, hey, can you uh, record a shout-out for the 100th episode? And I can just kind of sprinkle those in there throughout the episode. Be like, hey, man, this is, uh, you know, like one from every guest and getting to do one and, you know, things like that. So... That's what you had to look forward to on episode 100. And then going forward, we got a couple things in mind. Like me and Marcus is going to do a Batman 1989 30-year retrospective on uh, Michael Keaton and, and uh, Tim Burton's and Jack Nicholson's um, Nicholson. Right? Yeah. You know, I I'd, I'd thought I was mixing them up with the coffer. Uh, their 1989 Batman film that change the game so to speak so where are we talking about that um marcus and i was talking about doing a going back to the 2016 nba finals and kind of going over that landmark nba finals and then talking a little bit of sports so we have that in the pipeline and of course of course you cannot forget that somewhere in the pipeline there is a little thing that happened at the end of April. It was called Avengers Endgame. I don't know if you ever heard of it. But Avengers Endgame happened. It was massive. And in true hyphenation fashion, I will be bringing you the roundtable to end all roundtables when it comes to this shit. So, definitely, Marcus, I would love to get uh, Handsome Bane on here. Don't know if that'll happen. Lamarique, he needs to come through. I've had other people express interest, like Anthony, who was on episode 61, I believe, or 60. Um, He wants to come through. Um, George Gerbo, who was on episode 88. And he submitted a question for the last episode. Shout out to Gerbo. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to go in, fam. We have a lot to discuss when it comes to Endgame. Shit, if I could get Gary on there, I might do Gary too. Throw Gary Wolf in there too. Just just, just go run wild. Why not? It's Endgame. Why not do it live? Fuck it. So that, so that is coming in the pipeline. And then, on the personal side of things, I, I do 
want to do another uh, self-care episode. So self-care volume two will be coming where I kind of dig into my feelings and kind of talk, uh, talk about some issues that I'm having. Um, I thought it was a very therapeutic episode for myself. And if I'm able to share my feelings and then help somebody else out there share their feelings or, you know, just give them an outlet to, I don't know, hear somebody else share their pain, like maybe they'll, maybe they'll help them get through something, then so be it. Um, so there'll be another self-care episode coming real soon. With all that said, first topic, Aisha Curry. Uh, this is a little old. Essentially... She went on the Red Table Talk with um, Jada Pinkett and Willow Smith and Jada's mom, I believe. Red Table Talk is a Facebook Live show. Um, Facebook Live? Facebook Watch show where uh, those three ladies will have a guest on and they'll talk about serious issues that's going on with their guests or just things going on in the world. I've never checked out an actual episode. I always have wanted to. I'm a big fan of the content Will Smith has been putting out since he got on YouTube and Instagram. And Red Table Talk, the clips I've seen looks very dope. And I really want to watch uh, Will's interview with on Red Table Talk as well as his interview with um, Rap Radar that they did on Title a while back. Shout out to my man, Elliot Wilson. Shout out to uh, Danielle Smith. Um, helped him with the Relationship Goals podcast a few years back. Obviously, Elliot's doing big things with Title, And Danielle has now left the Undefeated to work on her Women of Pop and R&B book. That she's been talking about for a while. So much um, shout out to them. Much success to them. Uh, where was I? So essentially, Aisha went on there. And I think the questioning was something along the lines of, how do you feel about um, people jumping at Steph all the time? Because she's uh, Steph Curry's wife. Um, and jumping in his DMs and throwing themselves at him in groupies and things like that. And she was like, well, I mean, it bothers me and things like that. But you know what really bothers me? It bothers me that nobody's sliding in my DMs and hollering at me. Bro. <laughs> oh, shoot. And she got killed for it. She got killed for it on social media. And I'm sure people started lighting up her DMs because that's what people will do. Like, hey, Aisha, what up? I think you're beautiful. First off, Aisha Curry is a very beautiful woman. Let's, let's just clear that up. She's also a married woman, and she's married to a famous basketball player. I don't believe for one second that she feels unwanted via her DMs unless she has absolutely no idea how DMs work. Like, let, let's do a little investigation here. So if I was to say something to Aisha Curry, I'd be going to IG. There she is, Aisha Curry. So, send message. I could message Aisha Curry right now and be like, hey girl, what's up? Stuff's the best, but I know you get lonely, you know. Holla at your boy. Not doing that, by the way. <laughs> but but seriously, it, it's that easy to send a message. So that's all I would have to do. Now, when I go into my IG DMs, and I want hyphen podcast groups. Let me bounce over to the, to the B hyphen on IG. So I, I see a list of people that I've interacted with. So 
like uh let's see there's uh Kat Chinetti. she was on uh um Alipal. uh I had messaged her congratulations about graduating uh Austin uh one of my coworkers said something to him Mark Bosquet um Alipal. uh I had mentioned Netflix in my story so things people that I'm interacting with <clears throat> or receiving messages from that I'm friends with I see immediately What I don't see, and IG's always quick to remind me, is it'll say you have one request, which means someone that you're not following on IG wants to message you. So you hit the request, it pops up, it's normally spam, and so I just decline it or delete it, whatever. I, I don't have any need for any of that, so I don't bother with it. So if I were to look at Aisha Curry's DMs, Prior to her going on Red Table Talk, I guarantee you there are untouched message requests from people, yes, spam bots, yes, um, just spammers in general, people trying to reach out to her like, hey, Aisha, uh, we would love to have you, uh, you know, uh, you know, you're, you have a cooking show, so Aisha, why don't you, uh, uh, why don't you uh, post on our channel? We'll pay you this much you know, and some, you know, scam shit. But then I guarantee you there is dudes on there who be like, man, let me holler at, uh, let me holler at Aisha real quick. Be like, Aisha, you fun as fuck, fam. You fun as fuck, girl. Let, let me holler at you. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Okay. Just, just saying. That that's how things work. And maybe she doesn't see it. Okay. Maybe she just want to go in there and be like, stir up a little controversy. Maybe she really feels the neglect. She feels like that she that men don't find her attractive and want to reach out to her. On the social media level. Like, you don't, you don't want... Men are trash, Aisha. You don't want that. You really don't. Trust me, man. Men are trash. It's been said time and time again. Here. Here. Let's get back to IG. So, let me see here. I'm going to pull up... Let's pull up... Trying to think of somebody I follow who would be a good person for this to be to uh be here. Let, let's pick a wrestler. So let's pick let's pick Becky Lynch. Let's pick the man, Mrs. Well, well, she is the man, but now she's also dating Seth Rollins. So she's now seeing Seth Rollins. So let's just take a quick dive into her her comments here. I I, I mean here. Well, that, that's a woman. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe this isn't the best thing. Let, let me go to somebody who's more of a firecracker for controversy. Let's go to Miley. Let's check out Miley. All right, so she posted Black Mirror because uh, she's in a new season, Black Mirror, whatever. So I'm looking for... All right, I'm so excited for Black Mirror. So everybody's like congratulating her on Black Mirror. All right, let, let's just try one more. Let's just go. 
with Kylie. I smell a skunk. Stay away from me, skunk. You're not invited to the Hyphenation podcast. Just FYI. All right, so let's let's go check out Kylie here. Um, if I get sprayed by a skunk on podcasts, does that mean y'all going to listen to the show? Fucking skunks. Let's see. So I'm scrolling through not Miley, Miley, Kylie's comments, Kylie Jenner's comments on her most recent post. And there's, I just know there's some dude on here, but I mean, shit, shit is kind of curated at this point now. And everybody's like posting the same thing. I'm just looking for somebody to come through and be like, yo, ma, I want to stick my dick in your ass. Like, that's what dudes do on, on social media. You don't want that. Like, let's, let's be for real. Why? Why, Aisha? Do you need somebody to be like, yo, Steph may have laid that up, made that up, lay up between two defenders, but I'm trying to put this meat between those two breasts. Like, that's what dudes say. Come on, man. Like, I don't even, even if you just said that to say that for some reason. No, nobody needs to be about that life, man. I, I just can't condone that at all. I, I just can't. And, ah, oh, fam. I get it. Women want to feel wanted. Even if they're happily married with a growing family, <clears throat> a burgeoning family. I don't think he's pregnant currently, but she just had a baby last summer for like... So, women want to feel like someone desires them. So maybe even a negative energy is something she wants. I talked way more about this than I expected, uh, considering this old-ass topic, but... I don't know. I, I see both sides. Women want to be desired on the other side, though. It's like, why would you want that smoke from men on the internet? Hell, from aggressive lesbians on the internet. Let's be real. It would not surprise me if somebody was like, some lesbian was like, yo, Aisha, let me uh, go down on you, girl. Or I don't know how lesbians hit on one another. It'd be like, like, hey, I would, I'd sure love to go down on you. I'm like, I, I don't think that's how it works. It's more like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how lesbians work. <laughs> Not the act of, but the how, how, how to, I, I don't know. So, anyway, <laughs> let's take a break on that note. Oh, I didn't know I was recording. Hi there. Didn't mean to interrupt the great hyphen podcast show you're currently listening to. My name is Eduardo Garfield the Bird Esquire. You can call me EG. I'm the host of the number one concert review podcast in the world. It's called Catch the Show. And also a member of the incredible hyphen podcast group, a collective of podcasters who like to give their takes on the main things going on from life to entertainment. And my show is me giving my opinion on some of the highest tours and shows from Beyonce to YouTube. 
see, I go to a lot of concerts and have gone to a lot of concerts, so it makes sense I have a podcast reviewing concerts and talking about the latest in music-related pop culture. So go listen to my podcast, catch the show on hyphenpodcastgroup.com or anywhere where podcasts can be heard so you can catch the show. Get because that's the name of the title. All right, now back to the show you were listening to. Welcome back to the Barack Obama-approved World's Greatest Podcast. <laughs> Hyphen Nation, episode 99. Getting down in the one, nine, nine, nine. That's like my second common reference in like two episodes, because 98 was the questions. The questions, come on. The questions, yeah. The questions, come on. And then it's like, I just did a little black do 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 a little black star in a common with one, nine, nine, nine. God, rap was so good. Rap was so good back in the day. Well, rap is still good. Oh, so, where was I? Rap is still good, it's just not the same rap that I grew up with. I'm no fogey, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. With that mumble rap in your auto tune. Where's my, where's Gangstar? <laughs> Next topic. So, I, I sent Matt a text message the other day, or he had sent me a video of Shaq breaking backboards or something back in the day. Like his rookie year, he tore down two rims. One was in Phoenix um, at America West um, Arena, and that one. He like pulled down uh, and like completely bent out of shape and they had the wheel in another basket. That that shit was wild. I, I don't remember. Was I watching that game live? I don't know if I was watching it live, but it could have been an NBA on NBC uh, a game. Because I, I really do feel like I was in the tri- I was on top of that one when that shit came down. Uh, let me see. Let me check this out real quick. So he sent me... Uh, Podcasting 101, ladies and gentlemen, rolling back, rolling back. Yeah, yeah, so it was, uh, he broke one in Phoenix, and then he went up to, um, New Jersey, where he's actually from, and, like, tore that shit down in the Meadowlands. And he sent me that in, like, the videos, like, 90s backboards were no match for the Shack attack. You know, and it's literally, just give you a little sample. Like he tore down the rim, like broke that shit, and himself and have a shot clock. It was like an epic moment and shit. And then, oh, there's the one where he broke it on inside stuff. That shit was wild too. I forgot about that one. <laughs> but anyway, Shaq broke a couple backboards, and like I was like, and I watched. It, I was like, you know, here's a question: Do you think Shaq could have been a, had a better career? And he said, Yeah. I said, Same. So let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get a, get our sports pod on. So, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, man. Shaquille O'Neal came out of college, out of LSU, with all the hype in the world. He came out as a sophomore, I believe. Drafted number one overall by the Orlando Magic, who had secured the first pick in the 1992 NBA Draft Lottery. Shaq went to Orlando, had a big impact. The Magic greatly improved over their 1992 season and I believe they just missed the playoffs Shaq did amazing things but ultimately 
Shaq wasn't enough to put them over the top. At least get in the playoffs first year. Next year, they get the number one pick again. Talking about rigging last year. I mean, rigging this year with uh, the Pelicans winning the number one pick. And then talking about the Magic win back-to-back in 92 and 93. And who did they draft number one? Chris motherfucking Weber, sophomore, out of Michigan. But do they keep him? No, they promptly trade him to Golden State for the rights to Anthony Penny Hardaway, all because of a little movie called Blue Chips, starring Nick Nolte and, lo and behold, Shaquille O'Neal and Anthony Penny Hardaway, where they build a rapport together. And Shaq said to Orlando management, I'd love to play with Penny. They made it happen. So they bring in Penny, the Magic get even better, and the Magic make the NBA playoffs in 1994. Um, They gracefully bow out in round two, I believe, because 94 was when um, the Knicks and Pacers battled it out in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Same year, the Bulls finally lost to the Knicks in a a tough-ass seven-game series. It ended up being the Pacers and the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals, but Made it second round, lost to the Pacers, maybe in seven. Uh, I'm not going to look it up, but it was a it was a tough series. But uh, the Pacers were too much for Penny and Shaq. And then next year they come back. So this is year 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 four for Shaq in, in Orlando. Okay. And sky's the limit. Orlando does everything right. They beat a returning Michael Jordan in, in the playoffs. Beat the Bulls in six games. Uh, get revenge against the Pacers in the Eastern Conference Finals and go on to their first NBA Finals against the Rockets. Nick Anderson misses four free throws down the stretch. They lose, then it gets swept. Bye-bye, Magic. So, it's so hard to say goodbye. So, yeah, they lost. But in each of those early seasons, the Magic were getting better and Shaq was definitely getting better. Shaq was a scoring force, a rebounding force, a defending force. He was somebody who was already um, one of the best centers to ever play in the NBA, easily, year after year five. And that was 1993, 1993, 1994, 1994, 1994, 1994, 1994, 1994, 1994, 1994, 1994, the Magic in Eastern Conference Finals and go on to defeat the Seattle Supersonics in six games to win Jordan's fourth NBA title and cap off what was then the best season in NBA history. But the Magic were no slouches, man. They had a great season, a real good season. But here's the problem. So, Shaq wanted to get paid a certain amount of money from the Magic. And honestly, he deserved it. The Magic lowballed the fuck out of him. The Magic even, well, not the Magic. The Orlando Sentinel, I believe, had the nerve to run on Shaq. Uh, They had a poll in their newspaper saying, is Shaq worth this much? 
And it came back with no winning the poll. Four seasons, three trips to the Eastern Conference Finals, one trip to the NBA Finals, an all-pro, world-class, easily a Hall of Famer center, and a world-class, dearly beloved point guard in Penny Hardaway. Franchise is still on the rise, and they say no. Shaq's feelings got hurt. Jerry West came calling. Um, eventually, Jerry West and the Lakers were able to pull in Shaquille O'Neal to the Los Angeles Lakers. So he heads out to L.A., big expectations, you know, new city. Shaq Diesel's living in Hollywood. Um, let's see what we can do. The Western Conference is kind of there for the taking. Everybody's thinking. And 96-97 happens, Kobe's rookie year. And it's a little underwhelming. They had a good year. But it wasn't quite quite there. I believe they lost in five games to the Jazz that year. I remember it being memorable that Kobe, it was in Utah, and Kobe ended up taking some some, some of the final shots down the stretch and just completely airballing them. And the, the Lakers ended up losing. Then we roll on around to 97, 98. After the Bulls repeat again, title number five. Uh, you know, Shaq is hurt. And they're okay. The team is solid once everybody's healthy. But still, even 1998, I feel like they only made it to the second round. Maybe the Lakers did. And they were out of, ousted again. Maybe by the Spurs. Was Duncan in the league Jordans last year? I think he was, so maybe by the first in 98. And I, I'm not trying to go through the whole timeline of Shaq's career, but let, let's just speed it up a little bit. 99 was a lockout season. Um, they they were fine, but they, did, they again, they didn't break through. The Spurs ended up winning the title. 2000, they brought in Phil Jackson. Uh, Shaq had his best career, year of his career. League MVP, dominant force. Um... NBA Finals MVP, NBA Championship, finally. Everything falls in place for Shaq. Then 2001 happens. Now, I believe it was either this season or in 02, where Shaq said something about he got hurt on company time so he would recover on company time. So rather than having a a surgery in the offseason that would have had him miss training camp in a few weeks of the beginning of the season. Shaq waited until like the end of the summer to have the surgery. And he missed a huge chunk of the beginning of the year. Now they were still the Lakers and Kobe had blossomed in the uh into KB eight, Kobe. And the Lakers are fine. And then once Shaq played himself back in the shape, like the O one Lakers are the best team that Shaq was ever on. They dominated the playoffs and if not for Allen Iverson willing the 76ers to win game one of the NBA Finals that year, they would have been undefeated in the playoffs. So there's that. But then he started bickering with Kobe. And and this is, again, where things get blurry. (sighs) Shaq and Kobe were never going to coexist. I don't care if it, it just, it was ultimately going to blow up. Even if they had been able to put aside their differences and stay together and make it work for a few more years in L.A., they were ultimately going to break up. And that's because you had two superstar egos 
who thought the other one was not carrying their share, share of the workload. And that's after two straight championships and then three straight championships. They were just at each other's necks. And then once the money came into it, where Kobe's contract was coming up and Shaq was signed, but Kobe was saying that he wouldn't re-sign with the Lakers if Shaq was there. It, it was weird, man. And the Lakers still ended up in the NBA Finals again twice. They, they went no 3 or they didn't go in 3 They um, the Spurs, the Spurs won again in 3 But then 2004 is when they went up against the Pistons, and they had Carl Malone and Gary Payton, and then both of them were like non-factors by the finals. At least Carl Malone definitely was. And then they lost in five to the Pistons, and that's when things fell apart. Of course, Phil was done. Phil resigned. He was ton of done, tired of shit. Um, the Lakers traded Shaq and me, traded Shaq as soon as they could to the Miami Heat, and then uh, Kobe resigned with the Lakers. So. Up to this point, I feel I don't feel like other than that whole thing with the surgery and then Shaq being out of out of, uh, out of shape sometimes. But no, let's talk about it. Like if if Shaq had had the surgery off company time, or if Shaq hadn't let himself be such a fat fuck at times in L.A., what could the Lakers have done? Like they won three straight championships with Shaq acting that way. If Shaq had given like given just a teeny tiny more bit of a fuck about this stuff, about his career, and about winning, the Lakers could have four-peated. They might have beat the Spurs in 03. They, the Lakers, let's be real, if they, beat the, if they get, through to, get to the Western Conference Finals in 03, they're facing the Nets again. They, they trashed the Nets in the year before. I think it was five games in uh, 03. Maybe four games. They might have got swept. I can't remember. Because let's see. In 2000, it was the Pacers, and they won in six. And 01, it was five games against Philly. And with the Nets, I think it was five games too. I think the Nets did get one game on them. But if Shaq, puts, try, if Shaq and Kobe are able to coexist for – they coexisted up until the part, day they were broken up. They, they were able to still achieve things on the court. But if Shaq is healthy – and maybe put a little of the bickering to the side that maybe the Lakers compete. You know? Um, maybe they win the 0-3 title and beat the Nets again. And then maybe against the Pistons, that Pistons team was a fucking buzzsaw. Buzzsaw. But just maybe... Hell, honestly, how much would the tide have changed if Carl Malone had been able... To play. Well, what would the difference of the mailman being out there with that Lakers team? Because Carl Malone played a significant part of their team's success that season. And when he got hurt, when his knee finally went, his first major injury of his career, really, that was, that was all she wrote, you know? So the Lakers could have won five straight championships right there. And and then even going to Miami, it's like, oh, I'm motivated. Like, I'm in Miami now, and this is my, my chance to prove that I can do this without Kobe. And then Dwayne Wade's coming into the zone and everything. He was motivated in the 05 season and 06, but he won that fourth championship, boy. And he was just kind of like, eh. I mean, I think it was in 07 when the Bulls beat the uh, – 
heat in the second round. Yeah, that sounds right, because 08 was when the Bulls were terrible, and that's how they ended up landing. No. Wait. Yeah, the Heat won the title in 06. 07 is when the Bulls beat the Knicks in the playoffs, or when the Bulls beat the Heat in the playoffs in the first round. 08. 07, 08 would have been the year we were really bad. Yeah, and then we drafted Derek, yeah. So from there, man... You you were thinking swept in the first round and everything like being defending champions, even though it took a Herculean effort from Dwayne Wade, a lot of lucky breaks, and also let's not forget the fact that um, a lot of those role players on the Heat, like Jason Williams, um, your man Antoine Walker, and Gary Payton, all stepped up. And there's plenty of other talent that was on that roster. I think Udonis Haslam was on that team too, and obviously Shaq being there. A lot of things fell in place for the Mavericks, or the Heat to beat the Mavericks after going down 0-2 in 2006. But you would think that after losing to the Bulls in the first round in 07, that something would motivate Shaq. Nothing motivated Shaquille O'Neal again, ever. Not even the general commercials, man. Like, like the the only other season that Shaq cared. Even when he was in in Boston trying to win another ring and when he went to Cleveland to try to help LeBron that one year, he was so fat and out of shape, man. And he had so many injuries piling up. It just didn't matter. The only other year that Shaq was good was the year he got he got traded to Phoenix, I believe. And that's when um, he made the all-star team and him and Kobe shared co-MVPs and stuff. That was his last good year. That was like his... Swan song. And everything else is kind of like, eh. They're Shaq. Shaq should have had, could have potentially had at least six NBA titles. Maybe seven. He was, he was the last great center in the, in the big man era. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is a great power forward, great center. I don't consider Tim Duncan and Shaq in the same class. Tim Duncan is miles and miles ahead of Shaquille O'Neal career-wise. So I don't want to say Duncan was the last one, but I feel like the classic post player, like Duncan was able to do so much. You know, I, I don't want to get into the Duncan versus Shaq game because Shaq's just going to look bad. Look even worse than already making him. I just feel like with the gift Shaq was given, if he had just a little bit more fire let under him, He, he could be in the conversation of one of the greatest centers of all time. And he's still up there for what he did do right. But he's not on Kareem's level. He's not on Bill Russell's level. He's not on Will Chamberlain's level. Hell, I don't even think he's on Moses Malone's level. Moses only won one NBA title. You know? He's not on Hakeem's level. And Hakeem, he has more titles than Hakeem. I wouldn't put Shaq in David Robinson's level. The laziness hurt him, just hurt him, you know? He made poor choices. He may have had a little too much fun off the court, you know? A little too much rapping, maybe. A little too much acting when he should have been focusing on basketball. Which is fine. I mean, he gave the world Kazam. (laughs) And Steel. 
And blue chips. Blue chips. Can't forget blue chips. But I, I just wish that Shaq had um, been able to accomplish more in the time he was actually in the NBA. That's just me, though. Let's take a break. The following has been filtered to remove all ego, to provide the best quality material for listeners. Thank you. On behalf of the Hyphen Podcast Group. My name is Miles Amadeus Prowler. I have what I believe is a pretty cool podcast that you probably never heard of. I Black Man Podcast is a view of a white world, seen with the aid of a black light and a little humor to help you cope. So check out the I Black Man Podcast on iTunes and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Final topic. I don't know how long I'm going to spend on this one, but I call this one the life and death of a coworker. Mostly because my friend uh, Matt, my coworker Matt, who I've worked with for several years now, he we've been in different offices, but we've we've built a rapport, friendship, camaraderie. You know, he calls me up last week and he's like, "Hey, man," um, and I was like, "Oh, what I do?" Because I was thinking he was going to tell me I did something wrong, I had to fix it or something. He's like, "Oh, nothing. I just wanted to let you know something before you start hearing other places." I was like, "Oh shit, what?" It's like uh, I'm leaving. Me and the wife and kids are moving across the country. So the wife's got a better, getting a better job. And immediately, it's just like, oh, like my heart sunk, man. Because, and no, I'm not crying. God, you think this is crying nation? No. I'll let y'all know if I'm going to start shedding tears. But for real, for real, it sucks because the company is losing a good dude. A, Good dude who everybody liked to help me out many times when I needed it. And now he's not going to be around anymore. You know, I can't just pick up the phone and be like, hey, Matt, what's up? You know, can you help me with this? How's your day? Here's a funny thing I found. Thought of you, you know, like you, coworkers become your family. Ironically enough, it's like you spend enough time with them, like you you know their ins and outs, you you know what they're about, what their their hopes, their dreams, um, their turn ons, their turn offs. You know, you know you know about their spouses, their kids. Like you're constantly with them. You're with them probably more than you're with your significant other and your actual families throughout the week. Like most weeks, I'm I'm hitting. I've been, I've been pulling in a lot of hours lately, you know? So um, if I was to break down the actual time I got to spend with Angel and Aaliyah versus how much time I spent with my coworkers, the coworkers are going to win. <laughs> and you, you see them every day and you eat with them and uh, you talk about work with them and help them with work or they help you with work. And it, it's, a, it's a weird thing because like, like when somebody comes in, like you know, somebody new comes in, there's that filling out period, you know, where it's like, all right, like I, I wanna, don't want to make a wrong impression on this person. I don't want to think I'm this kind of person. or, you, you know, you don't want to scare them off from the job because of a typical reaction to, let's say, the day-to-day work stuff that you do. That you and your other coworkers would immediately be like, oh, that's just how you respond to these things. And, and we do this to kind of vent to each other but you don't want to give the wrong impression to the new person so you know they, they come they're born into 
to the job and they're learning the ropes and you're trying to be friendly but you don't want to come off too friendly and you're not trying to come off too uh distant and you don't want to say the wrong thing but you're trying to be uh you know it's it's almost like dating at first like to be completely honest with you because you know like you, you just don't want to say the wrong thing you don't you don't want them to think something's wrong with you or with the job because of a reaction or how you act about certain things. Uh, so you're just trying to kind of sit the mood and make them feel comfortable. And then one of the cool things that happens as you get past that initial period is, you know, like you start to get comfortable with each other. So that's when you start making jokes and you're going to expect a certain reaction and then they start opening up and telling you about their lives and start learning all the ins and outs and you know you like find out what kind of coffee they like or why they don't want they don't like mustard or let's say um what they're um what they're watching on tv is or what they're recommending to you or other things you're they're into or what kind of music they like it's it's a <laughs> it's really interesting what you learn when you work closely with people. There's some jobs where you just don't, you don't have that interaction with people. Well, my job, I'm dealing with people all day. And the people I deal with the most are my coworkers. Even the ones that are in my office. Constantly dealing with them. And friendships build and confidence builds and trust builds and respect. And eventually, you come to love your coworkers. You know? You do. They might frustrate you to hell, but so does your family. Doesn't mean you don't love me. You don't. You don't love them. Doesn't mean you love them any less. That's what I'm trying to say. That's just how they are. And you spend X amount of time together, whether it be six months, or year, or even several years together. And then one of you decide that you're going to move on to greener pastures. And for me, it's most of the time, other than the thing when we go to another bank um for you know people people get other job offers or they're moving or uh you know it's just not what they want to do anymore so they they put in their two weeks notice or they get a promotion and they're going to a different department and while you can still talk to them it's not the same as having them there you know and then when they leave, leave, especially move across the country. I mean, yeah, y'all Facebook friends, but what's the chances y'all are ever going to talk again, you know? And it sucks. Uh, so that's what I mean by the life and death of a coworker, because really it's more like the, the um, marriage and divorce of a coworker. Uh, not, not even that. It's, you know, it's just, it's just a, it's a weird cycle. And what sucks the most for me is that you're just going to have to repeat it because they're bringing people to replace them. And you might know them. Or you'll have new people come into the credit union who's, whoops. Well, it's not like it wasn't in the Morgantown Magazine article in case you read that. You'll have new people come into the job who have to learn the ropes and you hope that they stick and you hope they do well and 
you know, and it, it don't always work out. You know, it, it's exactly like dating. And some people will be there with you for, you think will be there forever. And then they, they, it doesn't work out and they leave and, or you leave. And there'll be some people that you'll work with until the day you leave. Um, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's just interesting the dynamics that go into certain job situations, especially mine. So I want to send special shout out to my friend, Matt. Wish him and his family all the best, man. Happy to have worked alongside you. I will miss you, buddy. And you'll never hear this, but I'm going to let you know I put this on here anyway. And then also, uh, <laughs> lose another coworker too, because someone in my office is leaving as well. So... Shout out to you, Alicia. All the best to you. Even though you say you're going to see us all the time. But that's another thing. Oh, I'll see you all the time. I'll be in here. And yeah, we'll still hang out. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, that's not normally how it works. You know, once that work relationship ends, the friendship normally ends. Now, sometimes the friendship is strong enough to keep the bond tight but a lot of times it's not you know and all those times y'all share together just kind of be like memories in the past it sucks that's just the way it is things will never be the same i say that to say this this has been the 99th episode of hyphen nation the world's greatest podcast Hosted by me, Kellen Conley. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I am so honored to have been with you for 99 freaking episodes. This is insane. Uh, I'm on the precipice. No, the show's not ending. Don't worry, Maps. I know I have my doubts, but I'm going to keep this... Keep this train rolling. Yeah. So don't worry about that. The skunk didn't get me. I think it went a different direction. I might have just been downwind. So thank you, skunk, for not coming over here and spraying me. That would have fucked up my show. Um, next time we talk is when we episode 100. So let's get into the final thought. If you want to be down, with the world's the with the world's greatest podcast, all you've got to do is go to your favorite podcast listening platform, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, like me, Google Podcasts, Google Play. I think they still do it. I think they still mess around and do podcasts. Uh, Stitcher. Uh, we use. I, I'm on the TuneIn app. Hyphenation is Spotify. That's a real big one. Blueberry. If you're into that, that B L U B R R Y. Um, I use their uh, podcasting uh, plugin on hyphen podcast group. Um, there's a new site called Chartable that I've been checking out. That's pretty cool. You can listen to it there. Uh, Anchor. All the shows are right there on Anchor. If you're an Anchor person, the shows are right there on Anchor. If you want to listen to the show immediately, if you go to Anchor, if you have the Anchor app, you type hyphenation. When I hit publish, ta-da, you can have it. Just like that, you can have this. Um, all 99 episodes are on archive.org. I think I will be stopping with the posting to archive.org 
become episode 100. So that'll be the last episode. Archive.org is a longtime home of Hyphenation, like literally hosting the podcast. In the 70s, I switched over to Anchor because it was free, and I want to get on board that train. And I had a any problems with Anchor, actually. Um, a little bit more user than uh, Archive.org. Uh, it's Internet um, Archive is what it is. Uh, but I greatly appreciate Internet Archive hosting so many of my podcasts, including everything I did prior to Hyphen Nation and Hyphen Podcast Group's existence and everything like that. So I couldn't have done it without you. So also, if for some reason you were listening to shows on YouTube, no longer posting episodes on YouTube, I tried to go to Spreaker route, which uh, automatically posts episodes, but there's a paywall. And I'm broke, and I'm not going to pay extra so y'all can listen to so y'all cannot listen to hyphenation on YouTube because y'all didn't have really weren't really getting views on there anyway. So there's that. Uh, me and Catch a Show are off of there. I believe that I Black Man Podcast is still available on his channel <clears throat> in case you are checking it out there. But in the foreseeable future, until there's full video, which I want to do at some point. Um, there will not be any hyphenation available on YouTube. Mixcloud is kind of a thing, I guess. I think it's still up, but honestly, I just need to delete that whole shit out. The cool thing is, though, there is a singular dedicated feed to the hyphen podcast group where every single episode, even, even the hip-hop manifesto episodes me and Shiv did back in the day, even the two web shooters of the microphone, two episodes I did back in the day, even the Trike Adventures episodes that me, Anthony, and Thomas Crawford did back in the day, all of those are on there. Every episode of Hyphen Nation, every Hyphen Podcast group show, Fantasy Football Bosses is on there, even though they didn't do, a, do the show last season. Everything for the 2017 season is up there. You can check that out. Browns and Our Blood's on there. Never miss a Hyphen Podcast group show again. And all you got to do is go to your favorite podcast listening platform. Um, it's not on every podcast listening platform. I'm working on it. But if you take that RSS feed, the RSS feed is super simple. It's hyphenpodcastgroup.com slash feed slash podcast. And I'll give you every show. Every show right there in your fingertips. At your fingertips. And uh, we still want you to like check out the regular feeds and stuff too. But, too. but if you're like a super fan and you're just like, I can't miss a show, you can go this route too. We won't be mad at you. We'll not be mad at you at all. So, there's that. Uh, just want to let y'all know that. Let's see, what else? I think I named a whole bunch of podcast listening platforms, so Hyphen Nation is out there. If you go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com, go to the show's link, copy the RSS feed, put that into your favorite podcast listening device, turn that some bitch sideways, you can get all 99 episodes of fire just like that just like that easy peasy i'm not naming this episode easy peasy i've said it a bunch of times now nice try <sighs> words of wisdom for today don't Be your own person. As much as when you're in a relationship that it should be a collaborative effort 
that there's give and take. Don't let your significant other dictate who you're friends with, what you do, and what you're going to do in the future. That's called a toxic relationship, in my opinion. There needs to be compromise, there needs to be communication, but there should not be any form of he said to do this or she said to do this, that's what I'm doing, and that's that, and I'm not going to put any other thought into it, and my feelings don't matter. That's not how things work. That's not how relationships work. I know that you want to make the other person happy, and you think that by making the other person happy that you're making yourself happy, but ultimately, that ain't, that ain't, the, that ain't the move. You're only hurting yourself, and you're hurting them ultimately too because really all it's going to do is cause problems down the road when you just keep pushing yourself to do what this person wants and then, you know, it not work out. Y'all fight, y'all cuss, y'all holler, y'all have a ugly breakup all because you wanted to make them happy. But that's not the look. You've got to communicate and you've got to compromise, man. You, you, there's give and take to everything. You can't always get you what you want. That's 100% true, but you got to get what you need. I'm paraphrasing. Words of wisdom for you guys. <sighs> Power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life no matter what you may do, no matter what you have to do. You gotta do you. Even if that means cutting people or things out of your life that's negative. You, you, you gotta be positive and you gotta do you, man. What how many times I've said that? I've botched it so many times where I was like, power positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life. No matter what you have to do, no matter what it may be, no matter what you may do, you have to do you. I think that's what it's supposed to be. No matter what, no matter what, no matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you got to do you. That's what it's supposed to be. And I think I've ruined it like the past 16 episodes. I don't know. I don't know. Call your brother, hug your sister, punch your father, dap up your mom, and I don't really mean punch your father, uh, send your grandmother a letter, write your friend an email, send your, write on your aunt's wall, send your cousin a tweet, stop by when you're in the area, a family member's house, go see your godfather, your godmother, make sure you're having genuine interactions with people can go a long way. You just never know. And with the family thing, again, nothing is promised. Try to make those moments count, man, because you, you just don't know. Never know when it's your time to go. You could be 24 or 90 years old. So, and that's right. Apologies, Markel Faults, but you're still trash. Do you have any recommendations? 
Not really. I've been listening to podcasts. Um, I'm not ready to talk about that Netflix show that I've been in love with. Uh, I I guess I could recommend Dear White People. I just started season two. Um, I really enjoyed the first season. So you can check out Dear White People if you haven't. Uh, what else have I been watching? Wine Country. I haven't finished it, but I have a feeling they're going to stick the landing. So check out Wine Country. And I don't know, go listen to Hamilton or something. I can't recommend Game of Thrones. There's only one episode. Everybody's so mad. I'm glad I'm not a part of that, man. Like, I don't feel like... I don't think I was disappointed with Breaking Bad. I might have to look to my tweets. But I don't think I was disappointed with the way Breaking Bad ended. I'm pretty sure Vince Gilligan and Cove stuck that landing, too. All right. Next time we speak, it'll be episode 100 of Hyphenation. That's insane. I'm not quitting the show. I keep saying that, and then 100 is going to roll around, and I'm going to hit you with that. Guys, I really enjoyed doing this show, but I just can't do it anymore. I don't have the time for it. I don't have the passion. I'm going to continue running a hyphen podcast group, but I'm not doing the show. Shit, I hope not. I'll be real mad if I get in my feelings on episode 100 and quit the show, and then two days later, I'm like, oh, man, I wish I had a podcast to record. <laughs> Oh, shoot. I appreciate every one of y'all checks out my show, though, man. Shout out to everybody at Hyphen Podcast Group. Shout out to everybody who checked out the Morningtown Magazine article. Anybody who ever took the time to listen to a B-Hyphen song, you know who you are, or y'all matter too. Everybody who, my podcasting forefathers ahead of me, who inspired me to do this right here. And decide one day to sit down in a car, a Dodge Stratus in January of 2016 and start recording my thoughts until I hit said mic. I appreciate everybody who has gotten me here. Couldn't have done it without you. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to finish with sparkling ice and... Check on Angel, see how she's doing with the stuff she's working on, and, you know. Oh, Steven Universe is awesome. So is, so is, uh, Sophia the First, man. I might have to do Sophia's first segment. Might be back to the Disney Review podcast real soon. That shit, that shit goes hard, man, that that story is real. I mean, they're singing in Disney, it's definitely for kids, man, but... That story, man. I had to talk about King Roland and Cedric and Miranda and, and Amber and James. And <laughs> Your boy is not playing. On that note, thanks, y'all.
Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.